Greetings and welcome to the Southern Witching Hour podcast. You are now entering a liminal space, an in-between place, a realm of Southern supernatural stories and lore told in timeless time. For those of you who need more specifics, the Southern Witching Hour is right now. And I am your host, Lady G, a natural-born historian, storyteller, humorist, and writer with family ties in Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Now, if you're looking for me, I'll be in the southern skies, north of the sunset, east of the moonrise, at twilight. In today's episode, we'll expand on the topic of storytelling by talking about the front porch, honey, be it back, front, wherever. This is where Southern families traditionally gather to talk about the day's events and to share long, drawn-out stories. And I'm also going to share one of my favorite writers with you in just a little bit. Now, back in October of 2020, I wrote a post on Medium where I shared a bit more about the timeless tradition of telling stories on the porch. And I'm going to read a little bit of that for you today. I'll warn you, this article is set in October because let me be clear, May to me is just a reminder that October is only five months away (laughs) and that automatically takes me to Autumn Land, my happy place. So here's the article. There is a perceptible slant to the evening sunlight in October, especially in the South, where families traditionally gather outside on the porch to talk about daily events and share long drawn out stories. Typically during these impromptu meetups, one or two raconteurs always seem to carry the bulk of the conversation using wildly exaggerated dramatizations to emphasize a point. Surprisingly, most porch party attendees don't seem to mind. In fact, they often look forward to the comic relief. Now, in my family, these evening get-togethers provided previous generations with much-needed respite from the constant machinations of old Jim Crow and his faithful cronies. Today, many Southern families continue to maintain some variation of this tradition by assembling in backyards or on porches and patios to enjoy a cold beverage and a lie or two. However, as evening turns to dusk, these conversations inevitably shift from mundane tall tales to full-blown supernatural spectacles. Rest assured, There will be talk of ghosts and other unusual events from unseen and unknown realms. As a child, this was always my favorite part of the deal. Even though many years have passed since then, I can vividly remember my grandparents telling us about all the haints, a southern term for ghosts, that frequented nearby antebellum mansions. I'll admit that those haints have followed me all the way from my grandparents' 1970s porch in Alabama to my present-day porch in Georgia. Now, I hope you enjoyed that little taste of my article. You can always give me your feedback by email. There may also be a link to leave messages. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts. So now I want to take time to highlight an author who writes supernatural fiction that is either set in the South or has Southern themes. Now, this writer's stories are perfect to read or share 
on your back porch, patio, or wherever you and your family get together. Today's storyteller or author is Tanana Reeve Du. That's T-A-N-A-N-A-R-I-V-E, last name Du, D-U-E. Now, I love Tanana Reeve Du. She's published several novels, including My Soul to Keep. Her work often explores themes of race, identity, and African-American history and folklore. She's from Florida, so she knows a thing or two about the South. Du has also taught creative writing at several universities, including Spelman College and the University of California in Los Angeles. Now, I would love to take a class from her because she is a masterful storyteller. I will definitely drop a list of some of her works in the show notes. But before we move too far, I have got to read you just a little snippet of my favorite story from her so far. It's called The Last Stop on Route 9. Now, that's already intriguing and you don't even have to hear the first sentence, honey. (laughs) The Last Stop on Route 9. So I'm going to read just a short snippet to give you an idea about her style. Now, this story has a copyright of 2019 and it was published originally in Hex Life, Wicked New Tales of Witchery. Charlotte walked back toward her car, but then she remembered the crunching sound when she parked. It would drive her crazy to wonder if she damaged a tire. So she leaned over to take a peek. Her left front tire had knocked over a mound of large, sharp-edged stones alongside a silver cross tarnished black. Shit! She kicked the closest tire for firmness to make sure it wasn't punctured, then knelt to see if the stones had left any marks on the bumper the rental guy in Tallahassee would notice. The car was fine but broken glass was scattered across the soil from a cracked picture frame near the cross. She picked up the frame and saw a decades-old photo she could barely make out, the image splotched by rain and time. Vaguely, she could make out a white man's long gray beard. Desecration! A woman's voice screeched from somewhere, from everywhere. Charlotte dropped the photo frame, gasping. She was so startled she had to hold the car's warm hood for balance, her neck yanking around too hard to see who had spoken. A woman was standing behind the house's screen door, features hidden by the mesh. All Charlotte could make out was a powder blue dress, maybe a floral pattern. Her face was in shadow. Desecration? Had she damaged a memorial site or even a grave? The word charged Charlotte's thoughts, so violent that it felt imposed. Desecration! The insect's buzzing seemed to flurry between her ears rather than beyond them. Kai was thumping on his window. Let's go, she heard him call, muffled through the thick buzzing. Unsteady with fright, Charlotte stumbled back toward her car door. She raised her voice so the woman could hear her apology. I'm so sorry. I won't disturb you. She raised her hand slightly in case the woman was armed. She expected a gunshot. 
child. <laughs> this is an incredible short story. Tanana Reed does an amazing job of describing the environment. For example, she describes how the old house has an abandoned truck with faded Confederate bumper stickers. There are dead plants on the porch, and there's the faint sound of Elvis Presley singing a spiritual in the background. <laughs> Child, that alone scared the shit out of me. Now, I'm not going to blow it for you. You can go check it out for yourself. So as I said, um, let me see if I can find it here again. Let me go back. It is from Hexed Life, Wicked New Tales of Witchery. <laughs> and I'm telling you, she has some really, really good stories. So, And many times you can find... Um, a printed version of them online as long as they, you know, had her permission to reprint them. But the best thing you can do is actually probably go buy the book or the books. <laughs> well, it's getting late. I see the evening star has already set over in the West. I shall enjoy y'all. Now I left a lot of meat on the bones for this discussion. And if you want to pick at them, just drop me a line at Gwen at the Southern Witching Hour dot com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at the Southern Witching Hour. Hey, do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and family. It's now available on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and of course, Spotify. I'm working to get around to Apple, honey, still working on it, but y'all will be the first to know. Anyway, I'll see y'all next time. Be safe. And remember, Lady G loves you. <laughs>